recording. Ladies and gentlemen. Boys and girls. Welcome to... That was completely improvised, by the way. Nice. Nicely done, guys. We're going to have to get our own jingle going for this thing. Man, I'm stoked. Super stoked. Look at that audio bite. It's just like a block. It's a solid block. That's like a square inch on there. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe a half inch. Yeah. Half a square inch. Dude, it's the Mate getting us amped. Sponsored by Yellow Deli, this podcast is. Yeah, we have an official new sponsor. It's uh, Mate Factor by Yellow Deli. It's, it's good stuff. They're providing us with all the brain stimulation we need with this Mate. It's vacuum sealed at the source, fresh organic Mate. <laughs> so go ahead and get yourself a cup of that. Drink it right on up. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Diving in. Dive in. What are the topics of the night? Well, the first one we have written, written. at the last minute down here is uh, worst bail stories. Ooh, uh, can think of someone here that's had a bail. <laughs> I've actually never fallen. Yeah, I, I haven't either. <laughs> what I was, about, I was, so referring, must have I was been referring to myself, actually. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. tell us about this it. This one time I was doing this jump, and it was to a curb, and I, I tripped on a pebble, and I didn't make it. <laughs> I scratched my knee. Are you okay? I, I wasn't until I talked to my therapist. And, and then it was good. How many sessions did you get? Just one. Oh, you're we a drank champ. mate. And you're a champ, then, man. Damn, I can't. I wouldn't get over that in just one session. <laughs> for real, though. But for real, there was a damn there story. was this time you can, you can look up the video. I don't even remember what it was called. I feel like it was in a video called Bob Sagamonster. What? It was called, so Bob Saget, but instead of S-A-G-E-T, it's A, monster. So no E. Sagamonster. Sagamonster. Why? Bob Sagamonster. So Travis and I were playing the, the game where you're not allowed to say three words. Uh-huh. So banana, mango, and coconut were the code words for um, no... Impossible. Okay, you're giving me a little too like much that. detail right anyways, now. Anyways, so over that I, I wasn't allowed. <laughs> go to the so, anyways, you have to do ten push-ups <laughs> if you say one of these words, and it's supposed to promote some positivity okay. and get negative stuff out of your head. Mm-hmm. And by the way, I had loads of push-ups. If you don't do whatever you have in that day, it doubles. Oh, so we extended the game to curse words because we were teaching a bunch of youth classes, and we didn't want to say things around kids that we shouldn't say. So it was extended to. Curse words and things you wouldn't say during kids' class. So, of course, I'm playing Call of Duty, Sticks and Stones, and I'm throwing hatchets into people's faces. It's great. Until they started throwing hatchets into my face, and I couldn't curse. And so I just kept saying Bob Saget. And one time I just said Bob Sagamonster. And it just it just stuck with us. Travis just couldn't stop laughing. And we just made a video. Anyways, at that spot. Okay. Now that you know that. Now we know the, the back, backstory. Now you know the backstory. Oh my god. Plenty of backstory. Spot, I forgot what I, we were talking about. I got to do this kind of sketchy little Kong pre, and um, I did it earlier in that day, or like as soon as we got there almost, just got up and you had to do a little step up, but there was a railing right next to you, and it was maybe like a six foot drop, and it, it wasn't, if there was no rail there, it'd be a super easy Kong pre. But I did it the first time, no problem. And then I was like, hey, let's film it. Like 30 minutes later, I just got up there and I didn't even really think about what I had to do. I mean, maybe I'm not really sure. Like it happened so fast. And I get up there 
do this concrete, and as my hands are on this ledge, I'm looking down like I'm to the left of where I'm landing is a stair set that you don't want to fall in, uh-huh. and then to the right of that is still just like the pre is six feet down from where your hands are to like your feet. And so it's probably like nine, 10 foot drop. I'm just like not wanting to go there. And I just like freaked out. Anyways, I do like a 360 in the air and my face comes around and it misses the ledge by maybe an inch. It was a real close. Pulled it up for reference. You can pull it up and it's, it's kind of intense. Oh, dude. And my hand dude. stops me. Oh, my God. And my face oh. is so close to that, but I probably would have shattered my jaw. You would have definitely broken your orbital I, bone. Yeah. By the way, that was, again, a little more detail we needed. It was I'm a lot of detail. I'm glad you described it for me, but we definitely want people to check this Just out. Just go, go check this video out. You're never going to – I'm assuming all you had to do is Google Bob Sagamonster, and that was all you needed to do. Yep. Yeah. So it's definitely look that up. It's at one minute and, like, 20 seconds or something like that. Dude, it almost looks like your face. It looks like it, it did hit because it was you like so. Re- it was like this. Your reaction was so abrupt that it looked like you just got knocked in the chin. Actually, or so I'm ball. going over the edge and I look and I or expected I was like I'm gonna land on my back. Like I just was like the way I was spinning around. I was like, oh man, I'm gonna land on my back on that ledge and this is gonna fucking hurt. And there's nothing I could do about it. Damn. And I got around and I hit my like arm, mm-hmm. my forearm on this bone. And at first, it was just like, wow, that was a close call. And once, like, the adrenaline wore off, the pain kicked right on in. And I, like, had never been in so much pain. I almost passed out. It was so intense. I thought I fractured a bone. Damn. But I just bruised my bones super hard. Like, so how did that affect your training? Um, it, I don't think it honestly did. did I never went. I never went back. I definitely thought about it. And I don't know. I just... It wasn't one way. Chalk it up to like a freak accident. You're like, all right, like I kind of made a mistake, but yeah, it wasn't something where it was like so high off the ground where I was just freaking out, like, dude, why the, why weren't you like being more on point? I was just, I was in such a casual mindset at the time when I did it. And were you ever worried about doing it again though, or something? I never did it again. Well, not that particular Kong, but just getting close to injury again. Oh yeah, it definitely affected that. I mean, I've definitely come across injuries, especially with Kongs, like clipping knees and stuff. And so I just, I kind of have this thing where I don't like to do Kongs, <laughs> you know? And I've been actually training Kongs a lot more and more like lately mm-hmm. because when I first started training, I really enjoyed doing Kongs, dive Kongs, double Kongs, Kongs, whatever. Anything Kong related, I was down with. Yeah. Um, and then I stepped back from it like after a few like... Kongs are a beast. I think I mean, you're going a lot of our stories are going to involve Kongs. Yeah. The you know, Brits like, are having an aneurysm right now. Oh, That's the cat pass. It's the cat pass. It's cat pass. Let's call it a cat pass. About the Actually, cat pass. I totally don't <laughs> give a shit what it's called. Like, <laughs> yeah. I honestly would be so down to call it a cat pass if we just wanted one lingo that was Can more universal. Can we call it the palm jump? I really don't care. Maybe you just stop calling it anything. You're just like, he did a thing over that thing, you know? Let's <laughs> get a little more ambiguous about it. Don't box yourself in, man. <laughs> You're just going to adopt. Two-handed forward vault. Two-handed. <laughs> <laughs> Forward vault, forward facing symmetrical vault. <laughs> um, damn. Yeah, my, my probably, you should look this one up too. It's probably under Amos's like parkour, you can channel. You said yours is Kong related? The hamstring shuffle. Ooh, dude, that's the thing is like. The hamstring shuffle, like, very similar like situation. Kong, but see, you have such good Kong confidence, which, and I really want to get back to just doing Kong. So I've been drilling them a lot more lately, but sometimes you just, 
it pushes you away from those movements. Yeah. And I think it's really important to not let that happen to you. You yeah. need to get right back on the horse and oh, just yeah. like, train that stuff. Cause actually you don't the hamstring shuffle and one other bail maybe or two, like if a bail gets serious, I won't, I won't try it again. But anytime I take a small fall, I usually know exactly what I did wrong. And I make sure I, I make a very big point of it to get right back on the horse and execute the move that I know I can do. So the one that you did in that video was that the second take. That one, okay, no, this was kind of like your thing. I'd already done the Kong Pre the like one two that you or three before, times, right? What the one that you guys had already filmed from the other angle, and you yeah. wanted a different angle? Yeah. Then we found that gotcha, this angle gotcha. made it look bigger. We're like, all right, might as well get the one that makes it look a little bit bigger. I mean, were you were you out of that kind of mindset of doing the Kong at the point? Like, were you, had you no, stepped no, no, away no. from it for a moment? No, or? no, no. I'll tell you what happened to me. I remember exactly. I was coming up. When Dylan and I talked about this, I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast, but there's like two levels of commitment or two like entrances into your movement where you can back out oh, yeah, or we you talked can about commit. This. The first one is basically just when you start sprinting at it, you decide to do it, you go, all right, let's do this. You're taking your first acceleration towards the wall or the jump or whatever the hell it is. And then the second commitment, and correct me if I'm wrong, this is kind of how I experience it, is like your last chance to abort. You're like, this is, this is it. There's, if I, if I'm, I can't not be, I can't be thinking about anything else except doing it and doing it hundred percent confidently from this point on, or it's dangerous. Yeah. So there's like a point where you're like, I'm going to run at it. And then there's a point where it's like, all right, you are not it's allowed like to think about con- anything else. Now you're just executing. Like on the split step. Like for once me, you're hitting yeah. that split step for it, you're like, even earlier, it depends how fast you're going. For me, yeah, it's within else. the last three or four steps. Yeah. When I really know that I'm going for it. For yeah. sure, because within those three or four steps, you definitely have a chance to stop. Dude, yeah, Dylan, sometimes ready. everything you do is just three or four steps because you jump so fast, and it doesn't take. <laughs> well, you that's long it. To speed no, up. no, that's actually <laughs> true though. Like those first and second commitments can be depending closer on what run you're doing, part, they can yeah. like get closer together. Yeah, yeah. But anyhow, I had already done it two or three times, and I remember the first commitment. It was my steps were a little bit off, and I remember thinking as I was running, I was like. My steps are kind of off, but I fucking did this already, so I'm just going to go for it, and I kind of turned my brain off, but I'd already, it was weird, it was it was two back-to-back injuries, because I had recently gotten a knee clip because I didn't dust a rail off where I wanted oh, to do the Kong. in Denver, right? Yeah, it was weird. I did, a, I did a Kong in Denver that I wanted to do on camera or something with Dylan, and um. I dusted off the rail where I wanted to do the Kong, but then I wanted to do a warm-up Kong. So I went to like another spot where there wasn't any drop, just did like a warm-up Kong on the rail. And the, f- the first warm-up Kong I did, I didn't dust it off and just my hands, my palms went straight off and I just need the shit out of this rail and ended up like with a little fracture actually in my patella. Like you can feel a little divot in my, my kneecap. Is and that not the knee that affects you? That's the knee that affects me. Oh, and yes. I honestly trace it all back to that one injury. These days more and more. I've talked to Ken. You know, I've been struggling with this knee for some time now. It might not be that my muscles are, like, not strong enough, and it might be that I actually have, like, little floaters and stuff, and it's just inflaming my knee because there's, like, calcium deposits there, um, which is apparently, like, hard to, <laughs> to do anything about. But on the flip side, like, if it doesn't hurt, it's if that's what it is, it's, it's hard to di- diagnose, I guess. It isn't going to, like, make my knee rupture or anything. So it's, I don't know, it's kind of bittersweet. It's kind of like, all right, I might have this injury longer than I think, but it's less serious injury potentially than yeah. I thought it was. Um, I don't know. But anyhow, so 
coming to this dude i'm giving i'm pulling the same thing way too much detail <laughs> no but it's all right, all right. but i'm coming in at this hamstring shuffle kong right and i'm thinking my steps are off but i already did it a few times i'm just gonna go for it i just i'm pretty sure i, I know i have the power if i go for it in the last few steps it was like a pretty decent sized kong i mean it was especially for me at that time it was the biggest kong i probably had ever done um and because of my knee i didn't want to hit my i really didn't want to clip my knee mm-hmm especially that knee, my left knee, I like favored my left side. Like I brought my legs up and blocked harder. So I was coming in diagonally at the wall and just, it was like my steps were off and I decided to do it anyways. And I was thinking about this other injury. So as my Kong form was off and all those combinations of things ended up with me coming in at the wall at like an awkward angle. And I barely got my feet in front of me and I just smacked the wall with my ass. Well, not my ass, but my hamstring. You're coming in hot, dude. Okay, so from what I can see, uh, for reference, the the title of the video is Brandon Does the Hamstring Shuffle. It's on the Parkour Akemi channel. And I made it um, into like a fails video. And from what I can tell, just watching it right now, mm-hmm. it seems like, yeah, that's right. It's like you're you're trying to avoid the knee. So you're just, you're keeping your legs behind you too long. Yeah. It's like you're trying to like not bring your legs through it all. Yeah. So then that puts you in this awkward position where your chest is really far forward. Then you try to throw your feet like way out in front, but you're mm-hmm. not far enough. Nope. So then you end up sliding on this like my heels slip out. It's it's that kind of isn't it kind of that soft gritty soft gritty cement like, yeah mar- like rock. So he just like slips out, He's smashes like sandy his butt around right the corner it. and falls back on his back. I still have a little <laughs> bit of a knot in my hamstring that I've been like massaging out every so often. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize it was there for months because. I just didn't, I'm not, I'm stupid. I was like, yeah, you just hit your leg really hard and nothing happens. You feel good the <laughs> next day. But, um, but my hamstring's way better now. And it's been not an issue for a long time. All right, anyhow. Damn. Cool. So that that's was intense. kind of, Dude, that's interesting because hot. that was, both of my injuries, two of my worst injuries were in the same thing. But actually my worst fail ever is neither of those, I would say. It was the dive con lache grab yeah, uh, but ooh, we can save that for another time we're gonna have to put that on the merm channel or something through the bales video because that one's pretty hefty <laughs> it was like an eight foot dive kong to a rail and then kong off of that to grab another bar that was eight feet further away yeah so it's basically like plyoing to a 16 foot dive catch i mean there's a kong in the middle but the bar i'm jumping to is 16 feet away and up a little bit and i peeled out on that because my yeah. wrist overshot, and then so I didn't have any grip, and then straight to my back. For that the record, the he did do it several times. Again, I did it a few times before, and that's the trouble you can get into. So this is a big theme. Don't fucking underestimate the stuff that you do. Yeah, if you've already done it, you got to make sure you're focused every time. Hmm. And that day, I was fatigued because I didn't so much than the day before. That's why I didn't have the grip. If I if it was the day before, even with my hands overshooting and like kind of catching at my wrist and then slipping to my fingers, I would have held on. Yeah. But my my fingers were so fatigued from the day before that I didn't have it. So that, that was intense. But dude, you come in like hot on those those Kong bales and the cool thing is you're really good at conging still and you just like stuck with it and like mine, there's like a rail right as I'm doing the Kong. So the roof that I'm on is a foot lower than where you see that I am. Mm-hmm. And I have to step up right on this like little ledge where the railing is. And that's like a 
like a perpendicular pre that I'm doing. So yeah. the angle's all jacked up, and I'm just like, nope, never doing Kongson again. <laughs> Until now. I have an existential so, crisis like, every time I bail. I need to like make sure I'm when I bail hard. I just like have to question my whole life. Okay? <laughs> I know, I know. I just sit down and I think hard, man. I really like it. It it, it gets to me, and uh, I'm better about it. And like as long as I learn from it, then I start feeling okay. But yeah. until I like figured out what went wrong and how I need to make sure it doesn't happen again, just like weighs on me sometimes. It's bad. Yeah, I was talking to Dylan last night about just kind of like drilling movements and stuff, and that's just like what I've come down to is I need to just practice a lot. Of, like keep doing fundamentals. There's so many moves that I've done before that I just don't feel comfortable doing outside at times because I just don't keep up with them. I'm like, oh yeah, that challenge is done. But like someone like Kent or Benny who have just do it all the time, they can just do those moves like whenever they want. Well, I think if your yeah, intentions just... in your movement, you know, we talked about this a little bit with Amos when he was on the podcast, but it's like, if you're not feeling it, you need to be aware of when you know that you're on point. Yeah. It's sometimes you kind of forget and you force yourself into training when you're not actually in that tuned-in state. Yeah. And I don't think I was tuned in, otherwise I wouldn't have gone for it. And now I'm much more aware of that, you know? Mm -hmm. And I can get into that state easier, but... um, Yeah, I don't know. Dylan, your turn. Cool. Well, (laughs) I'm sure most people know the manhood one and i'm sure everybody's heard my fucking wrist story so i'm actually going to bring up a, a manhood by the way was the same bail as my rail one where your hands slip out right oh, so you want me to talk about man i don't want you to talk about manhood <laughs> i'm just saying that one's a fucked up one your hands oh, yeah, slipping out sure. in the con from dusty shit or whatever but anyhow whatever you were going to talk about so yeah this um this other bail video on manhood is a very interesting one um and this one is a product of um, not being like, I don't know. I don't even know if I could have done anything about it. That's mm-hmm. the thing. Um, so I was doing this Kong precision and it's to this handrail and over at the DU campus. And, uh, I had no idea what was going to happen here. I, it just <laughs> blew my fucking mind. But I, I landed on the rail and just all of a sudden I was just like on my back. And what had happened is the, um, the rail had broken at the vertical part right in the middle. It wasn't soldered correctly. So the top of the rail, the entire top of the rail fell off. I landed right on top of it. And then my arm, my right arm came down on top of the vertical rail that was still poking up and sliced like, uh, you can see He's right got a here. Big scar. It's like half of my forearm. Oh, that's what that's from? Yeah, that's what that's oh from. Oh my God. Dude, that... I sliced open like half of my arm and I could see like there was like fat particles and shit oh. in there just like floating When you see around. the white stuff. You're yeah, just, when you like, see cringing. the inside of your body, it's another experience entirely. But yeah, and then I'm just like, I'm sitting there just like, fuck, what do I do? Because I'm like halfway into like the DU campus, which is a ways away. And I like... I'm trying to hold this wound, like, together, and gushing. still, like, trying to figure out, like, how, much how am blood? I going to like, get home? A lot of blood? Um, or was it, it was a decent amount, but at the same time, I was, like, holding it pretty tight, because I wasn't sure how serious it was, because that's pretty close Dylan's to, a like, pretty strong there's, man. Some, arteries there. there's some arteries good. in that area, so it was kind of intense, but I finally, I, like, called somebody over, I was like, hey, come help, <laughs> and they, like, grabbed my phone out of my pocket, because I couldn't grab it. You just hold your arm. Um, the so whole I'm just time. like holding my arm closed, and they they like held the phone up to my ear, 
And I called my mom, and of course she didn't fucking answer. <laughs> Shout out to my mom. Allison Baker. <laughs> um, and then I, I think I called my dad as well, and they, he didn't answer either. So I was just like, fuck. And I was like, just put my phone back in my pocket, and I just ran home. I'm like Jesus. running home with my like just a trail of blood. arm just like dripping just blood. Just battery like, blood. Some yeah. like forensic like <laughs> analyst just just found your bloodstream one day. Probably. That's just why you got. That's why you got just... kicked off to you. It's because they figured out it was you. Like this guy broke, broke this rail and rail. bled all over the place. <laughs> just traced the trail back yeah, to your address. I finally got home and finally got in touch with my dad. But yeah, that was pretty intense. I got staples like yeah. to put it together. I got like. 12 staples or something still got a gnarly scar from it do you uh did you experience any change in the way your grip feels no actually that didn't really affect my training that much at all i was like i think i remember i was training like a few days afterwards <laughs> just left arm kong and i was just like taking it easy it was yeah. like these staples are doing just fine they're doing just like, fine <laughs> Dude, did you check that rail yeah you... i went i went back because i was like all I was all like, yeah, crazed out after it. I didn't want to like try to assess the situation. I was just like, I need to get the fuck home and do the <laughs> hospital. Um, but yeah, I went back and I just looked at it and yeah, just just like a perfect. It was like perfect cut. Um, it was just like perfectly flat on the top. It looked like almost the rail had just been stacked on top of it. And, like, wasn't even soldered. It almost looked that way. It was just, like, oh, it looked well. like it was just painted, and that's what was holding it together or something. Jeez. But it was, it wasn't obviously, because I I had, like, jumped to it. Mm -hmm. um, but for some reason, I think I just came in, like, a little just bit too... Back. Came um, a little too hot. Not too hot, but too... Um, Forward momentum? Too, like, too, yeah, too yeah, laterally. Just like, just right at the rail mm -hmm. too much. And that's just what, what caused it You're to break. You're a big boy. So, that's um that's actually one that's happened before and I think it's something that people really need to watch out for. I don't I honestly still don't know exactly how to tell cuz the, I've, cause I've the joint at, looks solid. You're yeah, jumping to exactly. it already. It felt solid. Yeah. But there's just a there's a point where just a little bit more weight will just break it in half, right? It's not it's not like there's a in yeah, between it's not, not like a it's bend. It's not going to bend. It's, it's not going to bend. It's going to it's either going to stay strong or it's going to snap. So that's the really tricky one with that one. And maybe we, shout out to Tyson Cheka. Maybe he can help Tyson us. Tyson Cheka. Shit, we should have gotten him. He was uh, here for recently. Dude, well, speaking of you being a He's big an boy, expert on. You snapped. Remember when we were uh, like on the Cherry Creek path and we were training on that tree and you were doing like a lache? We were just kind of doing that little like underbar lache combo and the branch snapped and you fell from like 12 feet straight onto your back. Oh, dude, that, that was, was another crazy fucked up, dude. <laughs> Fuck, dude. That, dude, that was so high off the day. ground, straight to your back. Yeah, okay. <laughs> to give you some context, we were just messing around on this little bridge, this walk bridge. And uh, there's like this cool little tree. We were just playing around, just trying to get around it and then back onto the bridge and um, just kind of doing some weird descents. And uh, I went around the tree on this one and I just put too much weight on this little branch. And I was kind of in like a cat position at that point. And I just... <laughs> The thing just broke off, and I literally, from my feet, which was probably like 12 feet up, yeah, and I just so fell high. straight back into like oh, this man. like forest-y area, just onto my back. Oh. And it was the it was a solid break I was just like... It was pretty crazy, because I was literally right above you. I watched you just go straight down. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> woo, boom! 
Damn. Yeah. Was yeah. he a wind out of you? Oh, yeah. Big time? He was just like, oh, fuck. Oh, God. <laughs> Dude, that sucks. Dude, yeah. It was well, actually really a great break wrist. Fall, it was a good break The thing fall. is, like, I, I tucked my chin in. I didn't smack my head on the ground. Mm-hmm. I, like, used both of my arms to, like, block. <laughs> and I didn't post out at all. Yeah. If I had done any of that, it probably would have been fucked up. But um, You hurt your wrist because I think you hit it on the I did. Though. I hit... No, I hit my... I hurt my wrist because I just slapped him on the ground. <laughs> and my wrists are, like, so not happy about anything. Like, I'll just be walking and I'll just, like, hit it on something. And I'll be like, oh... Damn. Yeah, that's how fucked up my wrists are, but... Um, yeah, another great bail there. That dude, was funny. So, watch out, dude. Back to the rail thing for just a second. So... Dude, this is another... Because we talked about this a little bit. let's talk about themes. So, your theme... Your reoccurring theme is... Um, what were you saying about it? Watch is out it? for having done can, it already. Yeah. And overconfidence or... Overconfidence. Not even overconfidence, but... Just pushing Maybe. through when the steps don't feel right or you're not necessarily in it. Just because you know you can do it. Yeah, yeah just you, you, you know you can do it, but you knew you could do it before you did it your first time. It still might have taken you a few like attempts to like, not necessarily attempts, but just feel yourself out. Make sure it feels right before you commit. Yeah. Um, You're definitely you, not the per- like the same person day to day. Like, Well, minute to minute even, obviously. Otherwise, what? I would have just hit it. Yeah, sound. it's like, <laughs> no, minute to minute. Yeah, exactly. Like, just got to be aware. Like you're saying, listen to your body, you know? Yeah, and then my reoccurring theme is always the environment. Check your surfaces. Check your surfaces. Dude, you're a sure big you're... old boy. I know. I'm fucking breaking shit all the time. Dude, that's, that's a... That's a that that actually just smacking I'm, your stomach. Dude, I have, big I, have, I have little trace or privilege. Yeah. <laughs> it's like when Dylan jumps to something and it's stayed, it's like solid. I'm like, well, it's going to hold me. <laughs> like, I just don't have to worry about it as much. I'm like, he weighs fucking 30 pounds more than I do for sure. So yeah, that's funny. 40 maybe. Dude, when I slap your stomach, it just makes this doom noise. Just like this <laughs> but you know what's interesting? Because we all, I mean, I don't know if you guys do this. I know you do this, but maybe you do it less now. You favor those joints. You're going to jump at the welds. Right, because yeah. they're less wobbly typically, mm-hmm. and you actually think that it's more likely to to be able to sustain your weight without like bending or breaking something. But then there's that extra risk if it does break. Now you're above this jagged art like metal thing. Yeah, and I snapped a rail in Cherry Creek the other day doing a concrete. Luckily, I was like not committed to that, but I've actually snapped a few rails in the NorCal gym in Concord. I was testing out like this jump because Alan wanted us to all like destroy the gym, see what we could do, make sure nothing was unsturdy. Did this pretty solid jump, maybe like 13 foot, like round down jumping rail pre and the thing just kicked out from underneath me and I do a similar break fall to what you were talking about with the tree. Hmm. But it's kind of nice when you actually come out of those without any injury and you're like, pat yourself on the back. Nicely done. (laughs) Especially when it's not your fault. That thing was supposed to be sturdy. I don't really, like, I don't have the existential crisis on those. I'm like, all right, well, that thing was sturdy. I had good form, and I bailed, and I was safe. So I was in the moment. Nicely done. <laughs> Actually makes me feel better about my training sometimes when I fit, fall and I fall correctly. Um, For sure. What do we got? What do we got next? Are we still talking Let's, about bails? I mean, we I got know, do you have anything else for us on bails? Like we could, or we can move right on along the next thing move on let's go ahead and move um, it along we we're about a half hour in already anyhow so uh, what happens when you lose interest 
So motivation. We've all experienced the motivation lulls. Yeah, lulls in your training. You think about what you're doing with your life, jumping off of shit. Mm-hmm. What's wrong <laughs> with me? These are the thoughts that go through. Is this my life? <laughs> I don't even know if I care about jumping anymore. Dude, it happens, man. I think that it, I think like, I've done enough jumps. I th- I get to that when it's my life is like in shambles. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out myself, and I express myself so much through movement. That like I I feel unmotivated to train because I don't like know who I am and that's I'm just like, what am I even? Putting oh, out there, so you know? you're like, saying outside factors a lot like like you're having shitty week at work or with your yeah, or relationships just like, or whatever it is yeah it's and like, then that affects. I mean, your it's usually not even like it's not usually work it's not even really a relationship because those are like more escapes but it's almost like where am I going like. I have this sense of urgency of like, I need to figure this certain thing out right now um, so that I can move forward with my life. And until I figure that out, I can't do any parkour because I'm not free. <laughs> oh, so you need to be absent of stress to, to Yeah, so it's just kind of, it's sometimes I I feel like I've been in that situation. Like, I think that recently, well, you maybe get out like a it? couple months what ago. What is your advice for people that experience I think that the it same was, thing as you? I had to realize that it was okay to not be doing parkour all the time. And I had to step away I didn't even step away. Like I was still training, but I was just not focusing on so much on like being a beast and trying to force myself to do certain things. It was like, I need to focus on that other portion of my life right now Mm -hmm. and take care of that. And then it was way easier to move forward with parkour and the movement. That makes sense. Yeah. You you're scared almost that like the motivation is gone forever. Yeah. And you're just like, man, I'm not stoked to train on parkour. Does that mean I, I'm not a real parkour athlete or whatever? Yeah. Like, you might have like a meltdown or some sort if you like don't just allow yourself to be like, oh yeah, it's so it happens all the time. There's cyclical things in your training where you're just not gonna be super stoked on on training sometimes and it's yeah, okay it, to be distracted it, or worried about thinking about some other stuff and get back into it. It's funny because a lot of you see this stuff all the time where people are like I'm out, man. <laughs> I'm out and then they post in the, the video or or they just get re-inspired just without even trying to be well I think that there's also this like idea of like you started parkour and you identify with it so much that like that's the only thing that you can do with your life is parkour you know yeah. <laughs> and like when just like one day you don't feel motivated you're like I'm no longer alive <laughs> might as well just kill myself yeah now, yeah when you, know? you can't move it's and it's tough yeah or like definitely injuries can get in the way it can really just like mess with your head and be like you hit a wall in your motivation because you have like an injury and you're like man i just can't even like do the things that i like to do with parkour like the fun stuff because I'm just so worried about this and it's just i think that the biggest thing is to make sure that you're you're being a well-rounded person so mm-hmm. you're focusing on all aspects of things in your life, you know. If you if you just get so caught up in that one thing, you have to. It's just like with parkour, you have to get around that obstacle and focus on like the task at hand, mm-hmm. because sometimes you just can't go over a fifty foot wall. Well, you have yeah. to find another way to get around it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, that's uh, that's I like that man. It reminds me of like something um, Ilabaka. <laughs> if I have to quote, he's, that's why they call him Noxabaka. <laughs> he once like said something to us about like you worship 
you know, humans are meant to made to worship. And, you know, he's got his own ideas about, you know, what he wants to worship and stuff like that. And I don't want to like go into that and stuff, but, um, sometimes if you're, if you're worshiping like parkour instead of like actually being true to yourself, I think that it can be distracting for you. Mm -hmm. And just like you were saying, you just got to allow yourself to be well-rounded and realize that parkour is not everything in your life, you know? And if it is, yeah. then that might not be a very healthy lifestyle. Yeah. And I definitely think like if you are more well-rounded, you're going to be better at movement. And yeah. It doesn't, you know, free running or whatever the hell you want to call it. Yeah. You don't need to have your thoughts continuously. You don't want to be obsessed with something. That's well, like, like, you know, you had your like knee injuries mentally. and then you just like, Earl, I can't do that. And you started dancing a lot mm -hmm. and that, like it got you inspired. Now you you like dancing and whatnot. You haven't been dancing too much lately, but you know you get into it, and also that can help influence your style, and it can turn you into a much better better practitioner afterwards. Definitely. What do you yeah, think? I think um, it's all. I think I see parkour more as like a a tool, not like the end all be all. Yeah. And so it's I don't know. It's it's gotten me into um, just wanting to improve myself in a lot of ways. So like parkour has inspired me to just like, I want to accomplish this goal or I want to like overcome this challenge. As long as you're like applying that and you're not getting stuck in like, I, the only challenges I can conquer are in parkour. Um, yeah. Then I think that's, it's healthy to just be able to step outside of it and still be um, an inspired person. Um, Cause I've seen, <laughs> I've had a lot of people like stay like at my place and like all the people in the parkour community. And I don't want to dog in it on yeah. anybody, but like, I've I've had people stay at my place and they're just like the only thing they want to do is parkour and talk about parkour and I'm just like yeah but like what else you know <laughs> yeah man. Else, I know we know? both like it it's yeah. a good thing yeah <laughs> but uh, let's actually get to know each other <laughs> right um, no I feel you it's interesting because parkour gets you into that state where you're you're disinterested because you want to progress like you were saying and yeah. other facets and areas of your life well and that's the interesting thing about parkour is because it's so such a vast like area of movement there's so many things that you can improve in it's easy to get stuck in it because you always can improve in like, yeah. so many different ways whether it's just like certain moves or just like improving your technique or taking something to height or taking something farther or higher or whatever um, that it's just, it's sometimes hard to just like, I, I could just progress in this forever. <laughs> I don't need to do anything else. Like, well, there's that, that 80, 20 rule, whatever Pareto's principle. Yeah. That's kind of like applies to this. It's, it's like, if you're living and breathing, most probably the 20% of the actual training that you're doing for parkour is giving you 80% of the benefit mm. and then vice versa. It's like, you don't need to spend that much time on it to be the same level of tracer or whatever it is, you know? Nice. I think it definitely applies here. It's just, you're going to be actually better off if you're spending other parts of your time just improving and bringing those analogies into your training or whatever yeah. you want to do. Well, I definitely feel more motivated when I take a break from it sometimes. Or instead of like, like right now I'm training a lot and it's been great and I'm feeling really motivated. I'm just like wanting to train all the time. But there have been times when I've gotten injured and all I'll do is like work on bikes or whatever, you know, and I'll learn like a load about bikes and build like a couple of bikes for myself, like have my own projects or friends or whatever. And I'll just like focus on that. And dude, it took me like a year and I know 
probably as much as you need to know about bikes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You definitely know more than you need to know. Than you need than the average person needs to know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know more than like the average mechanic needs to know about yeah. on bikes, which is and, cool, you know. But it's just like, and that got me so stoked because I was able to like escape from it when I was working at um, APK and I was on the tribe. Just like living and breathing parkour in the gym every day. I was living in the gym. And then when it was time to do parkour, I was just sometimes just was like, you know, I don't really, I want to do something else. (laughs) (laughs) I need to do something else, you know? And and that's like one of the things when I moved out to Colorado is it was important to me to make sure that I wasn't only doing parkour and I wanted to like make sure that I was doing other stuff. And one of the best things was not having a job like in parkour. And obviously like that's like something that you're doing, but you're like you're getting to do some cool stuff, which is pretty sweet. But I felt like I was just always around it and having been having a more versatile life. Yeah. Um, made me enjoy training so much more because it was like, I was doing that all the time. And then parkour is back to being my hobby and my escape and my fun thing. Yeah. That's kind of why I got out of like teaching and stuff. Yeah. It's because the movement is still like the thing that I really want to do on my own. Yeah. And so I tried to, but my talents and other, I mean, like I do stuff for apex movement. That's obviously related to parkour because it's a parkour gym, but it's not parkour skills. Like, yeah, it's like graphic design. It's like problem solving. Yeah. It's just fucking elbow grease, like working, you know, it's, yeah. um, it's not like I'm teaching parkour. Dude, anymore. Teaching is intense, man. I'm sure that a lot of people are like, they're stoked on teaching and getting teaching certs and spending time doing it. But just make sure that you're balancing it out because – I mean if can, that's what they want. Yeah, if you really, really want to be Some people time, really love to yeah. teach and they're really good at it and they bring a lot of joy and good, like honest feedback to people's training, which yeah. is great. And those people are necessary for a lot of us to grow. You know who's like – like Ethan, he's super great. You know, like oh, – yeah. But he's someone who isn't like an avid practitioner even though he's like – he's definitely a beast. But I think that, like, people who aren't, like, really, really into training and pursuing training, those people are going to be, like, better at it because they won't feel as burnt out because they like teaching for fun. Mm-hmm. Whereas you could feel burnt out teaching some noob how to do stuff over <laughs> and over. Like, you're like, dude, how many step vaults <laughs> or lazy vaults can I teach you, someone, before I'm just, like, I'm going to learn ballet now. <laughs> just got to do something else. Some noob. So, yeah, just, just keep, keep just it. Just some noob. Some noob. What do you think of when you think of some noob? Uh, who? No, what do you think of? What they look like when they move? Dude, the Jim <laughs> Jeffries skit when he was running on the camera. Do you remember that last night? That run was so good. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, there's, I don't know. Okay, that was Just some bad, bad, yeah, la- bad landings, dude. Bad landings. That's what I think of when I think of noobs. Yeah, that's that really is what def- <laughs> defines it. I mean, noob is kind of like derogatory, yeah, so yeah. it's not Sorry. necessarily like we don't mean maliciously like you're a noob. Obviously, everyone's has to start somewhere. Yeah, for I sure. I had bad landings for a long time, but I wish someone had actually called me out on it and yeah. told me, um, you know, someone I respected because I was a little shit probably wouldn't listen. <laughs> someone I I probably would listen to. I hopefully would call me out and say. You know, you need to work on your landings if you want to have longevity in this and actually get better faster. Nice, yeah. But, Just keep it well, fresh. Back to motivation. Um, one of the things that I've struggled with 
it's happened a couple times um, since I've kind of taken more of an approach with parkour of just like the mental side of it mm. and really trying to push what I can get myself to do and just like being really confident in my movement. Um, sometimes I, I get so wrapped up in that that at a certain point I'm just like, if what I'm doing is conquering fear, like I need to just be start applying that to something else. Mm -hmm. Like at a certain point I start to get like, man, sometimes some, this stuff just isn't even like scary anymore. I'm not even conquering <laughs> fear. Yeah. And I'm just like, you kind of reach a plateau in like a certain area. So for me, it's like, con like conquering mental barriers. Yeah. So if I, when I reach that point, sometimes I just get like, I don't know, like weird and depressed about it. And I'm like, Oh, weird. Oh, <laughs> like, Dylan, I, don't know, I just Dylan Baker problems. My friends. <laughs> just, That's not Dylan Baker all. problems though. That happens to a lot of advanced practitioners. I talked to Ilabaka about that too. Like he was saying he, he sometimes feels that way. It's just like at a certain point, the lessons that you learn in parkour are, are just enough for you. Wow. And you, you can just sustain that for a bit. And you're just like, yeah. I don't really need to do parkour for this portion of my time. Yeah. And you can just kind of work on other stuff. And then eventually you end up coming back to it. Like after we had that conversation, like a month later, <laughs> I was at the Tempest games and Ilabaka hadn't been training up until then. And I, I went out there and he was just like, he was going ham again. Like he, he had his groove back, I feel like. And he yeah. was just like training again and having fun with it. And I've, I've went through those phases too, where it's just like, you don't really want to train for a bit and that's okay. Sometimes it's good to just take a break. You definitely and just don't want to like, force yourself to train. Yeah. If like, you're not inspired, yeah. I mean, sometimes I, I want to like push through it and just be like, look, today mm -hmm. I'd like to get something done. I'd like to train. <laughs> um, but other times it's just like, you know what? I'm just going to listen to myself and I don't, I don't feel inspired right now. I'm just going to work on yeah. something else and actually like push my mental barriers in a different way. Well, it's definitely important to it's... remember like why you do parkour, you know, mm -hmm. just like think about why am I doing parkour? Because <laughs> it makes me happy. Like, yeah, you don't want to do it out of fear for, oh man, I, I don't want to not be, you know, some people, like I've had like fear about losing the skills that I've gotten. So I'll make myself train stuff just because I want to make sure I still have it. Mm. But that's not like a really good, and first of all, you don't really lose anything anyhow. Like, <laughs> you do obviously, but if you it doesn't come back matter, with a good you know? mindset, it, it won't matter. You'll just be, you'll just be like, yeah. Good. Yeah. And so if you just but, make sure that you're just not I'm forcing just, yourself to train when you're just not feeling. Well, like and that's something you can focus on anyhow. Is just, that's something that I did with my training is I was like, man, I don't, first of all, really want to train and at, all the time where I'm going to have to re-up, make sure I still have my full sprint dive Kong or whatever it is, you know, like, so I had to try to allow myself to, to take breaks and then come back and make sure that I was confident on stuff first try or whatever it is that, that I necessarily, or wouldn't necessarily think I could do without warming up to it, you know? So I had to kind of allow myself to realize that I can walk away from parkour for, weeks or months and if I come back with confidence I can still do the moves that I want to do That's I don't have to like you know what I mean yeah I've um I I definitely was one of those people that really really wanted to be well-rounded mm -hmm. at first I was like I, oh, I yeah. just want to have all the moves I want to be able to do everything like really well mm -hmm. and um 
I don't know. I think I, that kind of sucked the passion out of it a little bit because yeah. I was constantly just trying to like, I got to keep my Kongs far and I got yeah. to be able to jump far and uh, what? Fuck, I can't swing good. And like, yeah, you just got like, you just get so like, many balls in the You air. get so many things in your eyes. Just like, I have to keep up with all this shit. And eventually, like, what I realized is some of my best training, and I've done this more recently, mm-hmm. is just really focusing on one portion of movement for just for a little bit. Yeah. Just like really like digging deep and just thinking like, how can I like really push the boundaries of this little area of movement? Like when I was doing the weird footwork stuff, yeah, um, just like weird like back prees and back strides and like I don't know spinning on rails and um, just really having fun with that and just like pushing the boundaries of that. And it helped other areas of my training. Yeah, and like at other times I've gone to like oh let's I really want to push like the power of my jump. Like I want to do really far jumps to really precise things mm-hmm. you know and i just like push that like really hard um so sometimes it's cool to just like really buckle down and just focus on one type of movement and just get super deep with it definitely that that helps my motivation a lot i think yeah it's huge and when you go for that new stuff that uncharted waters mm-hmm. if you're just like trying to maintain a big kong and you just keep doing lots of big kongs. Yeah, they're different, but they're the same kong. You're just konging hard. Yeah, that that's you know you're gonna lose the passion. But if yeah, you're you're, ex- you're exploring that uncharted water, you're gonna be inspired again. And Stoked you're, on it. And you're doing something new. Like we were doing our sp- those spiders on those balance beams and oh yeah those rails the other day, and I was like, man, this is totally new movement to me, and I'm super excited about it. I don't think I've ever seen anybody do that on a rail. Yeah. That was pretty intense. I still didn't really get it that well. You got it pretty well. Pretty well. I filmed it the other day. I filmed it, but you know, yeah. It's on T3i. <laughs> no, it's just it doesn't look that as impressive as it could. I don't think. Not impressive, but just like. Yeah, dude. Air doesn't flow. look like I have. I don't have. I'm not confident with it yet. I'm going into it just like a little apprehensive still. Yeah. I'm not going into it like shades lot. <laughs> don't even care. But. uh... <laughs> Cool, cool. Yeah. Double what, cool. What are we in here? Um, I don't know. We're about 45 minutes in. We could probably just get straight into those fan questions. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Because it always takes way longer than we want it to. Well, let's, um, <laughs> let's pull them up. I don't think we got a whole lot this time. That's probably okay because we didn't have time to filter it. So we're probably going to have to answer all of them, which is going to be... Dude, I don't think zone. I got a single question on mine. Well, well, I told them to comment on the OG. Like, <laughs> told them That's a first. I told the listeners. Dude, usually I get so many. You usually get more than the actual posts that I put on. Hydro. Dude, I think this is the only comments we've got here. Are those any? What, uh, let's go for it. Oh, wait, wait, that's not it. Ian William put one up. Maybe two. What the hell is it? Okay, we've got. Patrick Carbajal. I don't know if I'm... Pat- that seems... Carbajal, yeah, I don't know. Shit. What? Tino kind of... <laughs> There's one on the sure. actual head drop page, too, after we get to these two. Okay, cool. But, yeah. Um, sorry if I mispronounced your name there, Patrick. Um, Carbajal. His question is, would a college degree help someone get a better start at opening up his or her own parkour gym one day? Yes and no. <laughs> okay here's I would say here's one reason why um if you're trying to get a loan and that's how you're going to start your gym having a degree is a pretty good way to get a loan for a business 
Uh, if you don't have a degree, it's sometimes that's just that's just like a credibility marker for some other people. Um, so it's kind of a funny reason to do it. Yeah. But at the same time, a lot of times just a degree is really just a credibility marker. Yeah. I mean, it's you yeah. can just for do the like, rest of society just be like, oh, this guy's legit because he like like Ken Johns has it. a pretty legit gym and he doesn't have a degree. Yeah. The, I, mean, I don't know if he's the owner though. I'm not sure actually. I don't I think know. He just, he's like, running it. I'm pretty sure he's running that. I mean, it's Ken Johns. So he's not gonna let anyone else. I don't run think it. it's gonna. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I don't I mean, think it would hurt though, honestly. Like a business management degree with like well, yeah, it depends. Like what for sure. or, yeah, like, stuff like yeah. that's pretty legit. You can study it. Honestly, I'm kind of a big believer in if you just start doing it, whatever it is you want to do, that's the best experience you're gonna get. There's definitely gonna be roadblocks in your way though if you don't have credit or you don't have um, a good education on what it is that you want to learn for business management. Like you can. You can find a lot of good stuff probably online and in libraries though, so you probably don't need it if you're passionate about it. But yeah, I, I know if you know what you want to do, you know your role in the gym. You know what you like. You might need a communications degree even. Who knows what it is? Like maybe you need a to just to make sure that you can build a community and interact with people that in a way that makes sure that your community's strong. And you know, there's there's lots of things that go into owning a gym that aren't even business related. I think especially getting it off the ground and making it um, self-sustaining. So I would think hard about what you would study and make it worthwhile. If you just want a degree on paper, I don't know if I'd recommend it. Yeah, yeah. I definitely would go. I would say, let's say this to anybody, if you're try, trying to go to school to get a degree, like you probably want to rethink it, especially if you have student loans. If your parents are paying for it, Fuck it. <laughs> but it like I don't think anyone should go to college if they don't know why they're going to college. Well okay, here right. here's the direct answer if you are thinking about going to college. I would say you want some kind of business degree. Maybe it's management, maybe it's marketing. Something where you could like run a business or at least like get it off the ground, find your target market and like really narrow in and figure out just like understanding business is important yeah. when you <laughs> Like it's a gym, sure. It's sure you might know a lot about parkour, but if you can't market it, then you might be out of luck. Um, <laughs> then the other piece is maybe just like getting a better understanding of, I don't know, like physiology, biomechanics, stuff like that. A degree that focuses more on like um, human performance. Um, and that so could something be, like that, that could be, be a like a minor. You could do like a minor and a major. Well, that could be yeah. a credential for your. Just to be the gym owner. The gym owner exactly, is like an yeah. MD. Let's say you're a PhD. You're a doctor. Dr. Dylan Baker. <laughs> People are going to, like, parents are going to be, like, down to bring their kids to a gym owned by a doctor more, you know? Yeah. Again, it's kind of that credibility bullshit, but it's not like it's bullshit because if you actually are a doctor, you know a lot about medicine or you have good biomechanics degree, like you're saying, physio, whatever it is. Physiology. Physiology. I don't know. Sports just something medicine, in the something. performance. It's Physical not, training, it's not like... just, yeah, it's... There's lots of good things it can help with. It certainly wouldn't hurt. Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting because you can you can spend money and get, like get a degree that's going to give you that credibility. But if you're owning the gym, like you said, what that degree might give you is like help with a loan, right? But there's a lot of people who have surpassed the knowledge of people that are in college just by being passionate about it and doing research on their own. Yeah. So like you may end up learning much more about business just by like researching stuff up on your own. But if you're, like Dylan says, wanting to get a loan, like stuff like that, I mean, like I said, if your parents are paying for it, 
Go for it. <laughs> well, even I mean, not. Also, no, you, even not. As long as you, you don't really know why you're going. Like, if you really know what you want to do and you can make it happen, yeah, then I don't think, waste I, yeah. four years not doing what yeah, you're trying to do with your life, it, probably. But, for sure. but honestly, you're talking to three dudes who probably, you know, we don't own gyms, so maybe you should ask. Uh, this is true. And <laughs> yo, I also, you know, ask Rez, I went to college. Ask Amos, ask Kent Johns if he isn't. I mean, I'm sure he's. We all went to college, right? Touch. Yeah. Dylan didn't even finish college yet. Yeah, Dylan has not, he's currently in college, but not enrolled. <laughs> uh, Brandon has finished college, and he, you use your degree, kind of. I mean, it's related. I have a physics degree, everybody. And I do physics with my body. <laughs> but I am not using it, and honestly, like, it's cool, but I haven't needed my degree for any of the jobs that I've had so far. But I haven't been pursuing jobs that require a degree. Um, I worked for APK, I've done, like, bunch of random stuff and um like right now it would be nice to not have any student loans to have to pay off mm -hmm. but if if i would go back i would have still gotten a degree but i would have gotten in like business management or something like related to owning merm the company that we have so something that would help in like store management whatever it may be but yeah. i would definitely do it something more related to even like something that's broad you know i think degrees that can be applied to multiple things and applied to your own creation of a business are good degrees. Yeah. I think if you're getting this a degree, if you're getting a degree that's going to put you in a position where you have to work for somebody else, I'm not for it. But I'm I'm not everybody. Like there's other people who don't mind working for other people. For me, and I think for a lot of parkour athletes who are very like um, self-sufficient and want to like kind of work for themselves and just like be really more free. I think you want to have something that's a little bit more open where you can take the knowledge that you've learned and put it towards something that you want to do. So I think that's enough for that. That's plenty yeah, on that one. Let's go to the yeah, next Yeah, we should have got paid for that consultation. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We, yeah, we, by uh, the way, this should do some Knox consultations, <laughs> B-Dougie consultations. We could just take tips. We could just put up like a tip page. Yeah, tips. All right, Mermlife.com slash Mermadonna. Cody Krantz. Horse-sized ducks or duck-sized horses? Wait, horse? Just, that's the question. Horse-sized ducks or duck-sized horses? Yeah. I guess what would you like, if like we, want? Wait, to own I've heard this question. I, see? I've heard it as in, you, do you fight one horse-sized duck or a hundred duck-sized horses? But he's just saying... Horse sized ducks. Which do you ducks, like, I guess? Or duck sized horses. Which do I like? Obviously, I like duck sized horses. They're adorable, probably. Yeah, that'd be fucking awesome. I mean, a, a giant fucking duck. Duck? Not be that that kind of sounds scary. I'm Dude, not if, okay, wait. Ducks can be angry, too. They can. Dude, a fucking bunch of little. Dude, and if a, li a little horse, like a duck sized horse. If I'd get three you, of them. If it, I'd get four of them. Dude, if it kicked you, it wouldn't <laughs> even hurt. It like, might hurt a little bit. But it wouldn't hurt as much as if it was a horse-sized horse. Of course not. <laughs> yeah, we're definitely going to go with the duck-sized horses. That's unanimous. Yeah, I feel like a horse-sized duck would just like, I don't know, you'd, you'd get in trouble for having that. Yeah, but like are you a owning it or is that a, is, are you owning it or is it A duck-sized horse would get you like notoriety. Like people would be like, dude, where'd are, you get that thing? Are like, you owning it or is, on this, TV and shit. is this creature in existence or are you like that? Either way, I don't, in any realm, I want it to be duck-sized horses. I think it'd be cool to see one. All right. We've like got... just swimming in the ocean. We're moving on. They're probably freshwater. Yeah, we're like... done with that question. <laughs> oh, it looks like we do have more questions. Okay, okay here we go. 
Um, we got Ian William. Most underrated parkour slash free running athlete in your opinion. Most oh personally God, influential so video you have ever seen. Most underrated so parkour too. athlete? Uh, that'd be myself, probably. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for real though, who's most underrated? Brandon Dude, there's so many. It's ridiculous. I, I can't answer the question. I'm it's sorry. an impossible. Um, there's, there's too many good people. There's so many ridiculous talents out there that I don't even. I probably okay, will just never say even say one. Don't. It doesn't have to be the best or most. <sighs> oh man, I don't know yet. Let me think. Okay, uh, mine is Brandon Halp. I was gonna say Halp too. You guys say local, man. I'm thinking worldly. Nope, I'm just going local because I want the question. Wait, going. no, that's my answer. I'm going to go <laughs> Ivan Sabchuk. I'm going to go Sam Blattner. Even though Ivan Sabchuk's not like necessarily underrated because people know who he is, I just really dig him, and I want everyone else to dig him as much as I do. Dude, Sam Blattner is a fucking beast. Yeah, he is. He's a beast. Look up Sam Blattner. He's he's a beast, dude. <laughs> he's my old training buddy uh, back in D.C. He's super talented. He's really smart, too. He has a full red scholarship to... Um, Georgetown University. Actually, he's both of his. Oh, you knew who I like too. So oh, you got the hookup. There's so many people. He's super talented. He's real big. He's strong. He focuses on all the right aspects of training, and he's got it going on, dude. He's a stud. Okay, you can jump off of Sam's dick right now and dude, join the I'll conversation again. I'll jump right back on it. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> uh, jump got, on and off. Wait, what was the half, second half of that question? We got like four questions from Ian William. I got. It. What was the second one? The second half of that is most personally influential video you have seen. Oh, God. Um, Pulp Fiction. <laughs> <laughs> I really liked that movie, man. Growing up. I think it's badass to, to this day. Um, this movie? <laughs> no, he said video, but oh. I'm sure he meant parkour video. Uh, let's see. I'm just going to go with that Gibbon video. <laughs> Fucking one arm giants. That's all you need, bro. Dude. Okay, it's Knox's turn. What's up? You know what video? Did you like, I like that Janus shower video? Did you? Like I do that? like that video a lot, but I'm gonna go with the Touch the World video. You don't know if you guys remember that Touch the World? It was by that um, uh, Constantine. Was his name? He made like a Touch the World one and a Touch the World two. Hmm. And he was barefoot, and he was just playing on these bars. Just dope. I liked it. Word. Cool. Just to call it that. Nice. I'll, just, I'll just say that so you guys just watch that video. Touch the world. Next Should up. Should we answer more of Ian's questions? Ian, this is the Ian fan <laughs> special. <laughs> this is the 20 minutes with Ian. All right, let's do it. Next one. Okay. Uh, I'm sure you guys enjoy all styles of training, but is there one element slash style to a video you absolutely love to watch and one that you hate to watch? <laughs> or better put, what do you find makes a fun video for you to watch and one that usually turns you off about a video? I don't like watching the video with only flips. Bothers I me. agree. I was just talking to Brandon about that. There's that video that just came out. <laughs> the guy with the trip gainer. Triple gainer. Which was Incredible. cool. <laughs> Incredible. But the rest of the video was just boring. It was like, okay, he did another fucking double back. I'll tell you what okay, turns me off. Okay, he did like another <laughs> round, like cart double full. It was just like... Stop. <laughs> just stop. So that's, yeah, that's What interests me is new stuff, and it's, that was just the same shit. It was innovative in a few ways, Somewhat and then the other stuff was not at all. I know what you mean. Here's, I don't like, and I can't talk too much shit, because a lot of my videos, a lot of our videos, gym videos. or gym videos, 
But origin videos are at least like without mats. But when people do stuff on grass and mats and sand and stuff, it doesn't it doesn't make my dick too hard. <laughs> that actually makes it real soft. No, no. I mean, if they're doing something really sweet, I like. I'm like, damn. I can I can really enjoy some of that movement. But I should. What I should say is actually that I just get more and more stoked, way more stoked when things are on actual hard like surfaces. Because yeah. I know the mental preparation that goes into that. I know, you know, especially if it's at height. Um, those are the things that I like a lot. But on the other flip side of that, flips can be my favorite thing in a video if they're practical in one way or another. If you're flipping over something, oh yeah, actually it's my favorite thing. Janet Shaw, like, like a, you flip through like, the tree fork. That was that was gangster, cool. Dude. Kai Willis, like any flip that Kai Willis has ever done, for example, is <laughs> is a, the kind of flip that I like. Or Dylan Baker, actually, even. like The flips that they do are like full sprint, like parkour-esque kind of flips. Like you're flipping over a gap or flipping to precision. Um, those things I really like, but flips off of walls into grass, I just, eh. Yeah. I don't know. Sorry, guys. Um, Sorry, that's just me. That's just me. Wait, what about love to watch? I mean, I definitely like, watch. I have stuff that's just like, I like watching stuff that's like, Pasha and Jason Paul stuff that's in my realm of movement, you know. Yeah, and that's. But there's also stuff like that's the exception to like, like my both my rules: flipping that's not practical and it's on grass. Like, but Pasha's red blotter motion submission. Oh, was it's like ridiculous! One so of my dope. favorite videos. Why? Because it was super innovative. He didn't do any normal ass flips, really. Yeah, they're gangster. But then you have like some real pure parkour videos that I'm just so stoked. I, like I say, I like parkour. I love, like, parkour is, like, my heart. I like flips are fun. I like doing them in, like, cool ways and cool combos, but parkour is just so cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm I, just saying that my favorite parkour videos to watch are the ones where somebody's just, like, beasting really fast through an area and just doing a lot of complex movements. Like, there was that video that came out, um, I think it was just floating around Facebook, and there was that guy that was just doing like super fast runs through that little park. Oh yeah, park. oh yeah, dude, uh, what, what was that, that was amazing. Oh man, I don't know. That remember was his awesome. Name. I, yeah, was we all saw it. That was like some blonde dude. He was just he was just, just running as max fast output, as he could. max output yeah. on all that. Do you know that that video with the guy wearing yellow pants, baggy yellow pants? No, you just don't know what I'm talking about. Nope. Fuck. Anyways, back to that video. <laughs> Dude, he was doing such legit parkour. Okay, well, no shit. one knows the yellow pants guy, so we're God. going back to the Facebook viral Dude, video that everyone knows about. Baggy yellow pants. He took. Oh, I do not remember. Uh, like, anyways, I think that no one else wears yellow pants. Moving on, I think that's that's pretty. That's probably my favorite kind of video to watch. Like some of Toby Seeger's runs and like some of the story mm. videos are just like he just looks like such a beast, just running super fast, doing really yeah. big shit, and just moving really yeah, fast. Yeah, I like it when people are it. covering ground. Yeah. I don't like it when people are moving in circles. Yeah. If, unless the circle makes sense. I know it's like, I'm not like a pure parkourist person or anything like that, but when you run over to one side of the playground and do a flip and then you run back to the other side and do another <laughs> one, I'm just like, man, like why I'd rather see running? that in two clips yeah, or something, exactly. you know, or I'd rather just, I just, it's somehow on some level it has to make sense if it was in a movie to me for me, for me to really enjoy it. Even if you know what I'm saying, I just need like, to mention, I like I need to mention a person right now. Go uh, ahead and mention Shogo S H O G O. Look him up. Watch multiples of his videos. 
I love Shinobu. He has some really clean, clean acro for sure. Yeah, and like his transitions and stuff, he's just super smooth. I love that guy. Definitely underrated. Super G. Um, and Alex Shower. All right, we're moving on. Next one. But I'm going to find this video for you in a moment. All right, we've got... No, you're going to just put that to bed and listen to the next question. Okay, this question, I don't know if Ian asked it before already or if someone already asked the same question. Do you prefer to watch athletes who have similar interests as your own in training style and movement, or do you prefer to watch athletes who do stuff you tend to stay away from? I kind of started... We definitely like this once. Go look at... Prior podcasts, sir, because we definitely. Well, I was just mentioning that, like, I like watching Jason Paul. I like watching Pasha, but I also like watching stuff that's completely different. So you're comparing yourself to Jason Paul and Jason Paul and Pasha. Fuck yeah, I am. (laughs) (laughs) No, but like, I like stuff that's more like free running, flip oriented. Yeah, but I, I, I like like flips to be in a run where it's creative, but there's like intention in the movement. I like anything that's innovative. Yeah. Anything as long as cool. you're doing something new. Uh, yeah. Anyways, Yellow Ian. Pants, his name is Sahir, S-A-H-I-R. You guys all saw the video. There's some dudes from Czech, from Czechoslovakia. Dude, you need to drop this Yellow Pants, bro. Look him up. He's dope. Sahir. Okay, yeah. you're Sahir. just plugging everybody. I'm just plugging right Sahir. <laughs> okay, moving on. Dope parkour. So beast. Yeah, Ian, go check out the other podcast. I think we answered that we like, to more, in more detail somewhere else. Um, and then the last, last question... We've got Nicholas Ewing, or Ewing, I don't fucking know. Uh, do you guys give a fuck about politics or world <laughs> events? Um, if so, what is your outlook on where the world is headed? World's going This is a deep, this is a, this is, it's a deep one. Do we give a fuck about politics and world events? Uh, yeah, I do, in a, in a broad sense, for sure I do. Um, I'm going to go ahead and just start answering this, I guess, for myself. Go ahead. I think that there's a huge issue with money in politics, and that is the the reason why things don't get done the way we want them to. I'm not smart enough to like really analyze anything, but it seems to me that democracy is not working for the United States that well. Um, not that democracy is broken, but just that the system is bought. Basically, our government's bought, and uh, you feel helpless to do anything about it, I feel like. Um, but my outlook for the world is always positive. I always, um, you know, I don't like hold out hope. I'm not like even pessimistic about it at all. I really think that humans are too smart, and with the advent of the internet and information spreading so fast and easily, I feel that human beings um, are just going to be able to get more and more shit done the way it needs to be done, just through the spread of information and put these big businesses. Um, where they need to be, where, where, wherever it is with like paying taxes or getting better wages. And I don't know. I just, I, I think that it's, it's going to be a matter of time before, uh, things are really, really good for, for all human beings. And there's going to be less poverty. We're going to have like free energy, shit like that. Like I, I like to look far enough into the future that I would say that, you know, humans can do whatever we wanted to do and explore space and shit like that. That, that interests me. But anyhow, I'm not answering that question. <clears throat> You're not? No. Nope. Okay, so... <laughs> Why not? All right, I'll give it an Stop answer, and then this is it. Okay. So, I'm going to go ahead and say, no, I don't. <laughs> That's kind of why I didn't answer it. <laughs> no, 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 so seriously, I did for a really long time, 
And to be honest, like, I would just focus, like, on all the po politics bullshit. Like, I looked into Obamacare. Like, I read, like, almost the whole fucking thing. <laughs> I don't even know. It was just... And I realized afterwards, it's the biggest fucking waste of time. Dude, no, that's... And well, it's don't get me wrong. No, no, it's an information overload. It's just, like, what kind of information is useful to me? Shit that I can actually act upon. Yeah. No, and at the end of the day, like, most of the shit that I was reading about and, like... I don't know, just researching, it didn't matter in my own life. And it was just like, there's so many people out there that are just like, watch the news and keep up to date with all this other shit. And at the end of the day, it's just like, you have so much information in your brain that you can't even think about your own shit and come up with creative ideas and um, That's... apply it to your own life. Because it's just like, there's too much going on. And I think, I think there's a, I think you need to read the things that are important for you as a to progress as a human being and then maybe have some side reading to like put you to bed and like read some fiction. But at the end of the day, if you're taking in that much information about things that you can't control, you're wasting your time. I, I agree. I don't want to be mistaken here. I a hundred percent agree oh, with yeah. that. I don't like, no, I'm not saying <laughs> I don't give a fuck about like day to day bullshit because I, I, I totally agree with you. I, I see myself making zero impact and I don't want to put effort into into like signing like petitions and stuff like that. I don't think that's how the war is going to be won. I think the war is going to be won by making it so fucking easy for us to participate in democracy that it works. And that's I, I think that's going to be something that somebody codes. There's going to be like programs and again, like I think it it it, it goes back to or it goes into like the internet or something. It's going to make it so it's so easy for even Dylan Baker to make <laughs> his voice like count that he'll be like all right i'll i'll participate in the in the democracy but it has to be easy and i think that you know it's going to be eventually that's all i'm saying yeah and it won't even like i don't know it, it's hard it's hard though sometimes you people have to have so much of their lives be so shitty that they have to have an uprising or something who knows which i'm all for <laughs> i want that apocalypse <laughs> i actually Ooh. dream of the zombies that's my favorite thing. Is that so, the last one? That was the last one. Ooh. Um, so there you up. have it. Somebody write a code where we can boycott companies really easily that we don't support. I think that's a key for us somehow. And it just started coming out with uh, there's a new app that you can see if companies are right wing or left wing really easily. Just like scan the barcode, let's say it's a box of Cheerios, like, oh, it's General Mills, oh, that's whatever, they're staunch Republicans. And then you can be like, fuck them, I'm not buying Cheerios. I think that's kind of the beginning of it. Because <laughs> the only. such a fucking vague, though. No, no, I'm, I'm just. Not... I'm saying, like, I think that's the beginning of it. That's, it's like, not going to work. thing. Like, that could. I think it could be applied to something else that would be cool. I think we need to hit them with our wallets, though. Or where they're into their wallets. That's what I think. I think it needs to be super easy for citizens of the world to boycott companies that suck and like companies are always held accountable because then I think capitalism could work in in a way like that it's just also like, tough if, 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 if a company comes out as being like they're polluting rivers and shit and and again information is so widespread they're like guess what this company sucks they're not making yeah. it right they're not giving back they're not then everyone can be like well fuck them we're not going to buy cool any of that shit there and then like the a... company goes out of business or they have to make it right I think it's going to be I think honesty. that's what it needs to be. It we needs need to, to be like, more specific. Yeah. Like, 
left wing, right wing. Fuck yeah, no, no, that's not going to work. That's what I'm saying. It's like what, the tip. Would be cool is if it's like you scan the barcode and all of a sudden it's like it gives you a, a brief summary like this. This company I don't even think dumps be... shit in the river. Yeah. This company like donates to such and such charity. It's like, oh, cool. Like little tidbits like that. Where it's like, yeah. oh, cool. I think they by the time that technology exists, it won't even be a scan. It'll just be like, you'll just, you'll be able to turn on like your, I don't know. You just, there'll be like a thing in your phone. It'll be like, do you want to participate in the no. boycott against this there'll company? There'll be a thing in and your eyeball. And it'll just like immediately it'll tell like. You. <laughs> I don't know. I think I don't know how it's gonna. It'll work. be on your little Google Glass thing. Be on a Google Glass. It'll be in your contact lens. You'd be like, "Yeah, fuck that company." And <laughs> then they'll just like their stock starts plummeting, and then all of a sudden they have to like do something about it. Um, that's how I see it happening. But who knows? All right. Anyhow. <laughs> all right. That, that anyway, one. Fat tangent. Oh, we're all over the, all over the place. Thank you guys for listening. We've been talking. We at least kept this one under fifty or uh, an hour and fifteen minutes. Woo. So let's all give ourselves a couple of pats on the back. Give ourselves a round of applause. Well done. Uh, do you guys want to end it in amazing fashion like we did Ooh. when we started out? I forgot how we Not did. It. I, I forgot. What you we said, did. ladies and gentlemen. You said, I said, boys and girls. And boys and girls. Well, you can't say boys and girls before ladies well, and gentlemen. We, what the fuck? I figured we'd switch it up though. A little bit, <laughs> dude. That doesn't. But it was not Switch that up. But gentlemen and ladies, dude, bro. Fuck. <laughs> All right, okay. Ladies and gentlemen. There you go. Boys Sports. and girls. Hi. This has been an episode of <laughs> Hurt. Hurt. Hurt.